Welcome to another episode of PR Girl Rant. Today's guest is Vanessa Gordon. She's the founder and publisher of East End Takes Magazine, an online magazine for all things food and drinks in the Hamptons and Norfolk. They also cover travel, events, fashion, beauty, lifestyle, and wellness. Vanessa is also the founder and founding host of Taste and Escapes, the Hamptons Brunch, formerly known as the Hamptons Interactive Brunch. Her writing has appeared in Modern Luxury, Thrillist, Pregnancy and Newborn, Psychology Today, The Independent Newspaper, Sag Harbor Express, and many others. She also has a bi-monthly radio segment with Long Island Radio Broadcasting 102.5 WBAZ. On this episode, we talk about living in the Hamptons, running her own online publication, getting through this pandemic, and more. Vanessa lives in the Hamptons year-round, so I was interested in hearing how they are doing out there. And, you know, as the weather gets warmer, folks are thinking about opening up their vacation homes and heading to places like the Hamptons or Martha's Vineyard. The Hamptons is known for fabulous summer events. So we talked about a few of the events she may have to postpone. But all in all, Vanessa is looking on the bright side and taking it day by day. She continues to produce and build content for the magazine, and she encourages people to do the same and reach out to her with any great stories and content that fits the magazine. Take a listen. so much, Vanessa, for joining me today on PR Girl Rant. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Wonderful. So you are the editor-in-chief of um, a great magazine out in the Hamptons. Tell me a little bit about it. Yes. Um, so it's East End Taste Magazine. It's eastendtastemagazine.com. It's a digital publication that focuses on all things food and drink in the Hamptons and the North Forks, so the North and South Forks of Long Island. And we do New York City coverage as well. We also focus on culinary-focused travel. Okay. We do dabble a little bit in uh, wellness, a little bit of lifestyle, and fashion. So the whole um, publication culminates really that elevated Hamptons lifestyle. So it's people around the world that either are fascinated by it, um, have wanted to visit, um, since the Hamptons is really uh, well-known all over the world. Um, mm-hmm. So we can have a nice group of readers really, you know, globally based. Uh, the majority of our readers are within New York and within the tri-state area. And it's mainly geared for people. Our target audiences are geared for people that like to come and visit the Hamptons and want to know what's going on. And they want to keep up with the, not only the Hamptons lifestyle, but what's, what's happening and um, perhaps things that may not be included in um, your your newspaper and such. So it really gets that down into the nice details of things. Right. And how long have you guys been around? We've been around for six years. We just did a relaunch of the new website. Um, okay. Want to go print within the foreseeable future. So I wanted to call eastendtastemagazine.com. And then when you, when you start a website, um, I ran it, you know, on my own for three years. Naturally, there wasn't a lot that I knew about. So once, you know, and, you know, a certain amount of images you should post, certain amount of outbound links, you know, internal, et cetera, et cetera. So it just became, a little, the former website just became a little bit too crowded. So it just, it really needed a full refresh. And I, I love it. I love the way it looks now. Wonderful. Yeah, it looks great. It looks definitely great. 
Um, we're part of a wonderful group called the Zara Group that's on um, Facebook. And it's a wonderful group that, you know, we have publicists, we have editors, we have journalists, we have people from all walks of life, but we all kind of work together to, um, you know, help each other out pitching or ideas and et cetera. So when we had this larger group, now that we're in this weird, um, you know, climate, we had our Zoom conversation, which had over a hundred or so people, you know, you try to listen into what people are saying, but I picked you out because I was just like, wow, I wonder how it is for her running a magazine right now. How is it with, you know, of course, getting the stories told, um, are you doing your own writing? What about um, advertising? How does this all affect you? Yes. Yeah, so I actually, uh, what's unique about my position is I actually do a lot of the writing. I love writing. That's actually where I started off and I still do. I, I do still freelance write, but my main focus is naturally on the publication. Um, as far as uh, advertising goes, it's quite interesting. So it's where the traffic on the website is honestly the most it's ever been. Um, but the naturally people don't have the budget uh, to what they they you know they had before. So, in my opinion, it's unfortunate that many people who've had to pause their advertising partnerships or delay them. Most most thank goodness are everything's just delayed. It's everyone just pushed pressed a pause button. Um, it looks like things are perhaps hopefully going to pick up for me again. Uh, we have a tentative June um, and even as late as October. Um, so there's a lot of just what ifs right now. Uh, so what I'm doing is I'm just, I'm really working my tail off right now. I'm doing a lot of articles, trying to get the word out, doing a lot of COVID-19 focused content. Um, and, but, but with a positive, you know, note to it. it. Yeah. In, ter in terms of, you know, so for example, I just finished an article on this non-for-profit organization out here on the East End and how they're helping the community. Got it, got it. So it sounds like it's affecting you, but because you're online, you can kind of navigate this a little bit. Um, you have a little bit more control over it. Is that, that what I'm hearing? Yes, that, yes that, that is correct, though. We've had quite an influx of people come out here from New York City that's causing quite a disruption, unfortunately. And oh, that, really? And I, yeah, and I, I mean that in terms of, you know, they, they bought out the grocery stores, they bought out a lot of supplies, they'll go to a grocery store, they won't have, I mean, naturally, the, the paper towel, toilet paper situation, but mm -hmm. they have tissues, toothbrushes, uh, Tylenol, uh, little things like that. There's nothing on the shelves. Wow, that's also, definitely interesting. Yeah. And it takes an extra long time for this stuff to be restocked because we're all the way out here. We're not... Mm -hmm. Uh, so these people, it, it's it's almost like it were the summer out here, but everyone just staying in their homes. I live on a street that's mainly uh, seasonal. Most of okay. my neighbors are seasonal. Every house has cars in the driveway. Right. Multiple cars in the driveway. Mm -hmm. Wow. Didn't even think about people going over there. I guess they're coming in from, you know, why would you take that drive <laughs> just to... That's insane. It, it is like, well, what, you know, what, what's the difference out here? It's just you're in a house versus perhaps your apartment or co-op. Right. I, 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 I don't understand. Honestly, if, 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 if I had the luxury, if I had a home in, you know, in a warmer climate, I would have flown down there. 
uh, the at, first week the, of March. Exactly. At the top of it, we were thinking about that. We don't, I don't have a house anywhere, but girlfriends of mine, we were like, if we had known, we would have made our travels like earlier and did our summer <laughs> somewhere else because we usually go to Anguilla every August. So we would have switched it around and stayed out there, but they've closed their borders now and all that good stuff. Like, I think right at the top of the week when it happened for us, they were like, no, that's okay. No vacationing here. Thank you very much. Awesome. So do you guys, um, with the magazine, is it just you? Are you having to, you know, let go or lay off a little bit of any of your other writers, any other employees that you have that were dependent on, you know, a check? Yes, thankfully, no, I have not. Not only have I not laid anyone off, I don't intend to lay anyone off. Wow, okay. Uh, I, I'm actually, if anyone, you know, wants any, you know, uh, writing opportunities, feel free to come my way. I naturally don't pay as much as the, you know, larger, larger publications. Naturally, I, I clearly don't have the budget, especially now. But if people are looking to build their uh, portfolio, um, I'm always here. Uh, I'll do what I can. Uh, there's always potential ways to work together. Right. And in terms of, um, so with pitching, are people coming to you with story ideas? Are you seeking them out? What has that been like? Because I know for me in the beginning, you know, it was a very soft spot where we're like, okay, we don't know if we should reach out to folks just yet. Let's wait and see. I work mainly in the beauty and um, lifestyle, some entertainment, but mostly beauty hair care. So I'm like, People don't want to talk about hair care now. They're starting to do so now because everyone's roots are growing in now. <laughs> People have to do a couple of different things. So how has it been in terms of, you know, what are you saying to folks that are pitching to you? Yes, first and foremost, when I'm very transparent when people are pitching to me, I try to help out as many people as I can. As, you know, I generally focus on naturally on what makes sense for the publication, but then if it perhaps may not on the surface, I do my best to, you know, perhaps counter offer the pitch or, you know, give an example of perhaps a, an appropriate title or um, a way that we could work together that would benefit both parties. Um, but I'm getting a lot. I'm getting a lot. And I also encourage people to follow up. Okay. Uh, people this week emailed me. I never even saw that email come through. Right. Uh, Especially now. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> How old is your little one? Oh, she's oh there I have uh my six year old daughter and my, my two year old son and they've now made their way upstairs. So hey, work from home. home. This is what it I, is. This is this is being transparent. This is this is the time we're in, so it's fine. So what I do is when they come upstairs, I, I go downstairs, but then the trick is when one of them wants to come downstairs, you know, you know, they split up. Right, right, right. They're, they're good play buddies together. They, they do, they appreciate each other's time. It's all good. So I know yesterday on our call, you mentioned that you're looking for, you're looking for stories. Tell me a little bit what exactly what you're looking for. So if I hear of anything or, you know, once this airs, people know to come to you, what kind of stories are you looking for right now? I'm looking to feature notable individuals in their craft and or celebrities on really what they're doing. Um, what, what are they doing now? For example, what are chefs doing? I love talking to chefs. Okay. If you're a celebrity, perhaps, are you cooking anything at home? Did you, um, what sort of family activities are you doing? And then even you could even spin it in a travel uh, uh, focus. Uh, where are your top five dream destinations that you want to visit after this is all over? So there's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, wiggle room with this, but I'm looking to really speak with 
you know, anyone notable of who course. would love to share what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so, you know, let's talk about family. So how you normally work from home? Because I work from home 24-7 every day, you know, three, all time. So this hasn't affected me as much in terms of staying home. How do you, um, you know, separate the kids and everything they need to do? Because now you're, they're there, you're there. What's happening? Yes. So I'm, yes, I work from home. Okay. Um, the only thing that's different is I'm just not going out to my meetings on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Okay. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it. So I'm used to it. So, and I also, uh, on top of that, I homeschool my daughter. So oh, I just find it. Yes. Yeah, so on top of all of what I do. So it, I always just find it so comical when people say, oh my gosh, I can't handle, I can't take this anymore. I'm home with my, my two kids, my three kids, however many kids. And and I'm like, oh, please, well, welcome to my life. Wow. <laughs> it's, just, it's just so, I, I get such a kick out of that. I love um, the, yeah, I love the memes that I see with parents, just like, you know, our three, they're like, now, it started off with coffee, and now they have a bottle of wine, because it's just so overwhelming for them. <laughs> it is, and I will, oh, this is not an easy job. I, people ask me all the time, how do I work from home, get things done, with two young children. I just mm-hmm. make it happen. I don't exactly know how I do it. But the one thing that I will say is I maintain a very firm routine with them. Very firm. They get up, they have breakfast. We, we, I actually don't usually start working until noon. Okay. And then I'll, then I'll take a break for, you know, obviously to prepare them lunch and dinner. And so I take, I'll work in like two hour shifts all the way up until about nine o'clock at night. Right. And then I yeah. So my day flexibility. Yeah. You have flexibility working from home and then doing what you do. And, um, it just makes sense. I know that sometimes for me, I can do a lot of my work. I'm an early riser. So I wake up early, I work out and I get my day started by four o'clock for me. I'm like, I've done all the things I need to do. If you haven't contacted me, you know, by a certain time, it's okay, this can wait till tomorrow. Cause there are a lot of things that can be done, you know, lickety split, phone calls, emails. Now, most of the time I'm emailing them and then I'm waiting for responses. So depending on when they respond to me and how urgent it is, I'll handle it the next day. But now that I can't go out and do much, you know, I'm working on this podcast, which I started a year ago yesterday. So this is my one year anniversary and um, working on, you know, just getting more action on that and interviewing more. So I'm trying to bank a lot of these interviews. So this is the time I think, right, to do the things we haven't done. Um, take care of self, obviously, and get a lot of things done. Do you find that you're doing things that you haven't gotten to do? You know, I don't know whether it's paperwork, whether it's, you know, all type of stuff. Is there anything that you haven't done that you're wanting to do now? Yes. So um, what I've been able to do is I've just reorganized old old papers, went through our files, uh, did a deep clean of the house multiple times, reorganized um, as far as what I'd like to do, I'm looking at some of my books on my shelf, especially some of the cookbooks. And I'd like to, starting next week, uh, I'd like to pick out two to three recipes to guarantee that I do the, make these recipes at least three a week. And I think that's more of a reasonable, that's a reasonable number for me, especially with my busy schedule with the kids and um, really get them, you know, motivated to cook more with me. Right. That's excellent. As I mentioned earlier, um, before we started the recording, I have an event that we do on Martha's Vineyard and Martha's Vineyard, you know, Hamptons, Martha's Vineyard, they kind of, you know, mirror each other in terms of like when people vacation there and events that are happening. You guys have a lot of events during the summer. Everyone's always doing either a white party or there's a wine tasting. There's something. My event's not happening till August. So we're, you know, 
taking the temperature and see what happens and just following a suit with other festivals and seeing how far we have to push it back. How does the event, um, you know, scene look like for you guys? There, it's like everyone pressed a pause button. Uh, websites are not updated. Uh, there's a lot of information that's in limbo. For me, I, I do an event out here every summer. Mm -hmm. I do not personally, my event was supposed to be in around July 19th, 20th. I don't foresee that event taking place this year. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Um, however, that, but I feel that we could really hit it hard early. My team and I could hit it hard and we could put out something really big and tremendous for 2021, which I'm in a way relieved uh, and very happy that we will have that time because everything was really in place right. for this. We had some of our folks on board. We had the, we had everything mapped out. Uh, it was as far as just executing it, but that's a lot. That's a good percentage of what the planning entails. So now we have that. Let's just gear up for 2021. Uh, just for me, I mean, if the Olympics were postponed, uh, we had the governor's ball was canceled for this year, mm -hmm. and there were a few. Uh, I, you know, the I go to the uh, specialty food trade shows every year. Right. There's been no mention of that. I have a feeling they are not taking place. Um, so, and even Expo West, that was postponed until to be determined. Okay. Oh, you guys, yeah, Expo. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of my covers, so speaking of those pitches, a, a lot of people are asking me, oh, are you going to, I usually love to do my specialty food roundups, which I'm still accepting those pitches for, okay. but to be very, very transparent, it doesn't make sense for me to do that now because those stories run with the coverage of Expo West, with the coverage of the Summer Fancy Food Show or the Winter Fancy Food Show. Right. Those are not in place. That's the hook. Right. It really doesn't make sense. So I have to either, you know, twist it or I have to figure out a different path, but I don't, I don't have the time for that, right? There's so much more I have to cover right now. So I don't want people to think I just put that aside and forgot about it. Not at all. So it's going to be a slight pivot on your end to make, you know, make that work and just kind of yes. shift them into a different way, a different mindset. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's a matter of if I feel like I could do something, maybe this summer, you know, summer, um, I have to, I, that is still in its deciding phase. Infant stage. Yeah. Yeah. What advice do you have for, um, you know, us entrepreneurs, business owners, solopreneurs, how can we help each other during this time? What has worked for you? Yes. So what I truly appreciate is when people reach out to me, I am in, I am first off in, inundated with work. So for people Lucky to, you. You know, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, when people, when people pitch me one side, one side, like, you know, in so many words, you know, feature my client, share this, do this, you know, I, I, I'd like to hear or read at the end of that email, how can I help you? Right. Trust me, I'm responding to that email a lot faster than the other 15 that didn't write that. Right. That's just my personal, especially because I'm, so, I'm a self-funded publication. I don't give myself a salary, just being very, very transparent. Um, I have to pay for a lot of the, what people don't see is, is paid for. We have, you know, marketing campaign. We have a lot of, uh, we have graphics. We, I have, um, uh, web developers and SEO people that work for me and I have a lot under my belt. So, right. you know, anything to relieve, you know, you know, even, you know, send me a little, you know, I don't know. So say if I'm going to feature your, you know, beauty, you know, beauty client, they send me a nice little care package. It's just that way of saying thank you. Mm -hmm. 
you know, especially for someone that, you know, doesn't have that salary or doesn't give them, just chooses not to give themselves a salary, which is exactly. where I'm, um, I invest all the money in right into the brand and into the website, everything. Definitely. Um, so yeah. Just any little thing, um, uh, you know, uh, there were a couple of, you know, vineyards that were, you know, they wanted me to work with them. Um, but they, you know, never so come by, pick up a bottle of wine it's on, or a case of it's on me. You know, I don't know. They're just, no, just but you're one little, of the lucky ones. ones. Yeah, you're small enough where I can gift you something and it won't look, you know, like I'm trying to, you know, rehearse yeah, something, to do something, whereas there's other publications you can't do that with. But still yes, with the same true. format of a thank you. Like, I know this week what I did, I reached out to a lot of my friendlies that, you know, either sometimes have posted stories, some have, some have put my mm -hmm. clients on air, but I just said, hey, just checking on you. I, I didn't... I don't need anything. I'm just making sure you're okay. That's Absolutely. all I did, you know, just during this time. And sometimes I just send, you know, I'm not good at, I have to get better at like sending cards and things of that nature during the holidays or whatever. But I felt like during this time, it's just to say, Hey, I'm just checking on you. Let me know if you need anything, especially there were a few that sort of lived in my neighborhood. If they needed anything, I reached out and others was just to say, Hey, that was it. Absolutely. Even just a friendly, you know, a, mm -hmm. a letter in the, you know, anything. Um, you know, how about just simply if you have nothing to pitch, I wanted to see if you're, you know, not only what you're working on, but how you are, how, right. how you are, how you're doing. Um, let me know if, if you need anything. I, I may respond right away or I, I may not depending upon my workload, but I really, I really truly appreciate those words. I really, really do. I know that we're all, you know, we have a lot of, there's a lot on us. We have a lot of weight on our shoulders in terms of getting uh, our client, you know, clients coverage and exposure, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but it's, you know, naturally, you, you know, you have to be delicate when, you know, if you were to pay, you know, a major pu uh, publication. Definitely. Um, it's just so hard sometimes on our end on the PR, you know, the publicist side, yeah. clients want things when they want it. And it's just like, okay, things take time. You have to, yes. especially if you, if you have a relationship, even if you have a relationship, things take time because just because I pitched this story doesn't mean that that's what you're covering right now. There's a, you know, there's a theme to your, your magazine. There's, there's things that there's, you know, magazines are right. six months to three months out. So, you know, and sometimes yeah. further out. So, you know, we just have to be mindful of those things as well. But I try to do my due diligence when pitching, um, you know, editors and journalists just to kind of see what, and I usually take the temperature before, like, Hey, how are you? Just want to see what you're working on for this month, especially if it's a um, online pub, I want to see what you're doing, you know, just let me know. And then if I see something, you know, and then we start a conversation, right? So it's like, oh, okay, you have this. This may not work this time, but let me know. For the summer, I have this going on. So I think that back and forth will be great just to say hello and just have that, you know, online conversation, that email conversation. I think you guys appreciate that a lot. Oh, definitely. And also what I strongly recommend for publicists to do is I just love getting, you know, uh, just general emails, just a hello, which goes on this. Right. Uh, so it, even if they, you know, don't have a relevant client, just a hello, you know, it, it, <laughs> you know, it maybe reminds me to update my database. Exactly. That's definitely key to remind that because I also know that, you know, folks move around a lot. So the editor that was there, the journalist that was there, you know, a month ago, a year ago may not be there right now because of whatever. They shift, they move, and sometimes they send out a letter saying, hey, I've moved. Sometimes you don't even get that um, email. So it's definitely good to keep in touch because then you're going to be added to their mailing list and they'll be remembering to send you, hey, I've moved. Here's my next, you know, gig. Yes. And another thing that I love writer, writers when they do um, an email blast and they include other 
publicate, you know, other publications because we may know people who right. would be a good fit for that story. I get that all the time. I'll have, I'll actually tell her, please add me to your, your mailing list uh, because I, and I could refer you to people. You never know. You never know. And that's what's good about the Zara group and like what we yes. did yesterday is because we're just saying, you know, the way Yitzi put it out was that, you know, let me know how you're coping. What do you need? What do you need help with? But then I hear that, oh, you're working on this. So maybe I can post that on my page. Yesterday, you know, that one of our colleagues said that you know, she got stiffed with some money. Maybe there's something I can do to help her. So it's good to be as transparent as we can because we all can't meet each other, you know, physically, but it's good to have um, these chats all the time. And I have a group of friends that I do this with their other publicists and we have like our weekly chats, we are on emails and we just shoot things out just to brainstorm. Like, am I thinking, you know, you just ask the question, is this, does this sound right? Does, you know, should I pitch this? Should I not pitch this? Is this perfect timing? So it's always good to have a friendly air. Yes. Oh, definitely. That was a, that was a great conversation. And it's just, it's so nice to see people too, that you've been conversing with through email or through right. Facebook and you see, see them. So, so to say face, you know, uh, face to face <laughs> as much as we can. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about the magazine? Anything else you would need me to, how, how can I help you? Sure. So I, I'm, what I just want to say in general is that anyone is welcome to, I always love receiving emails from people and messages from people. You never know how we can help one another, whether, you know, in the short term, long term, uh, how we could be of assistance and, you know, by with referrals or, you know, I, I love connecting with people. I love hearing from people. And I must emphasize again, if I don't respond, it's simply because I either was overwhelmed with a project at a time or simply just didn't get the message. Uh, sometimes if I get, you know, 20 messages within a couple of hours or 30 or four, however many, I may not even see that. And then there may be like a few that are like urgent that I just go to. So please, I strongly encourage people to follow up. And even if you follow up three or four times, it's not, it's not annoying at all. It really, truly isn't. You're it's one of the few that, that think that some people. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I, no, you. please. Cause I, I get it. I get it. We all, in my opinion, persistence is a good thing. As long as you do it in the right way. Right. It's a, I, I, you know, and that'll grab my attention. If I get the third, you know, the third one, I'm like, oh, sh oh gosh. Okay. Let me, let me answer this first. What's going right. on here? And especially if it's something that's going to be, you know, fake the magazine and that you, you're interested yeah. in because things happen. There's so much, we get so many emails that it may have hit the bottom of the pile. So, and last, another question, is there a special, uh, sometimes people like, oh, I'm a morning person. So um, connect with me in the morning, connect with me in the afternoon. Is there a timing that you like best? I actually prefer when people email me at night after my kids go to bed because that's when I'm able to, and that's after I'm say 8 39 PM. Right. That's, even though my work is done for the day, those are going to be either the emails that I'm reading first in the morning or uh, those are the ones that even though I may not respond right away, I will read them thoroughly and put a partial or very quick response in a draft and then revisit it the next morning and send it out. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for joining me on Pub, um, PR Girl Rant. And we will definitely connect again. I will definitely post um, the website definitely on my um, page. I will definitely have friends that have celebrity clients to see if they're doing anything that you're talking about, whether it's cooking, whether it's some, I'll see if anybody has any you know, vacation homes out there. Do they go to the Hamptons often? who's in Sag Harbor, you know, those kind of close 
areas because I know a few people go out there and what does that look like? Maybe they have a story. Maybe they, they rent homes and then can't rent homes now. I don't know. You know, so I'll do, do anything that I can to help you get some stories. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate that so much. Thank you. And thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. Have a good one. You too now. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Vanessa, for joining me on PR Girl Rant. I truly appreciate it. It was a great conversation. If you are looking to connect with Vanessa or learn more about East End Taste, please follow them on social at East End Taste or at Hamptons Interactive Brunch. If you have a story that's related to the Hamptons, as you heard throughout the interview, Vanessa's looking for story ideas. She's continued to produce her magazine and write content. So if you would like to connect with her, please reach out to her at Vanessa at EastEndTaste.com. Again, that's Vanessa at EastEndTaste.com. Until next time, bye.